A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Telling a woman that she can't be an elder is a nonsense rule. If they claim to be in the body, we let them have it. Donald Trump is going to win in 2020 by an absolute landslide. Christianizing the American dream. I said that you, uh, that, that many LDS folks and I uh, love the same Jesus. Uh, I still believe that. Sawing is a blessing from God to make you rich. Treating Jesus like a lottery ticket. The Lord spoke to my heart. Then very few times I've ever heard God be disarticulate with me. And I'm telling you word for word, these words came into my heart. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Master's Dog False Teacher of the Week, episode 93. Yep, 93. I am your host, Norm the Master's Dog Dunham. Yep, Norm the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. the Evangelical Norm. Uh, The False Teacher of the Week segment of the Master's Dog podcast was born out of the old introduction video which was a two and a half montage of false teachers, videos, and pictures set to a really cool song called No Compromised, used by result, uh, or by result, used by permission. Thank you, result. This is what happens when I do everything late. Um, I get all discombobulated. And somebody asked me about the, uh, the intro video. They said, we don't know who everybody is. Some of them I thought were okay. Could you break it down and let us know what makes each one of these people false teachers? So starting with Stephen Furtick, which was who she specifically asked about, I systematically went through that two and a half minute long introduction video and uh, addressed every single one of the false teachers in there, added a couple in that, and it got us to episode 39, I believe, which was Cody Coates. And at that point, I shortened down the intro video, uh, made a beat on my phone so we're not using a result even though he gave me permission youtube doesn't recognize verbal permission from artists and it still was getting copyright uh claims on it so made a beat on my phone shortened it down made the video a little more versatile i can add and, and take away video clips and stuff here and there as i want to so it makes it nice and it's not a two and a half minute introduction video even though the two the introduction to the podcast is still about two and a half minutes so thank you guys everybody uh who continues to like and share and comment you are the reason i do that introduction because we're consistently getting new subscribers and that's because you guys who like share comment you'd be amazed at how much the comment makes mr algorithm and yes i was calling him that before space jam uh send that video out to more and more people who might be interested in seeing it so thank you again thank you thank you thank you Let's get into this week. This week, our false teacher of the week is a man named John Ramirez. And he is basically, he's one of those guys that just basically got uh, famous off of Sid Roth. I don't need to do this camera angle. We'll just, we'll stay like this. Um, Sid Roth's uh, It's Supernatural show is basically just a... You know, it, it is a treasure trove of false teachers coming in and out because he puts all these people on. Most of them, and this guy is no exception, prosperity preachers, health and wealth, uh, word of faith, heavenly uh, tourism, uh, hell tourists. Uh, all this stuff is the things that they put together and they teach. 
all of which are false teachings, uh, false doctrine, um, an affront against the true gospel of Jesus Christ. So this guy taking a look at his, uh, his website. And again, I like to give you a little bit of their uh, commentary on who they are before I talk about who they are and what they do. So the about portion of the John Ramirez.org. Um, in his testimony, author and speaker John Ramirez tells his true life story of how he was trained to be a satanic cult, high-ranking priest in New York City. Um, that The way they put that in there, the font, it just made that really weird. Uh, Santeria and spiritualist. Casting powerful witchcraft spells and, control, and controlling entire regions. Raised in an impoverished ghetto neighborhood, he grew up despising his father for his careless disregard of his family. John learned to survive the cold, harsh streets of the South Bronx. Looking for love and validation, he eventually found it in a new quote-unquote family of witches and warlocks who groomed him to become a high priest in their occult religion. Okay, let's just stop right there. Let's stop there because here's the thing. I was wicked. I was wicked for a short period of time out of high school. Again, Dungeons and Dragons was a thing. Um... Do I think it's demonic now? No, it's a game. Um, did I think it was demonic at one time? Yes, I did. Very hyper-Pentecostal at different times. Uh, did I think it opened me up to demonic activity? Yeah, of course I did. Um, but here's the thing about this, and this, and I don't know why I, I took that tangent, but um, having been a Wiccan and having understand what they are, anybody who uses this terminology and says we were witches and warlocks, Warlocks is something that you only see in movies and read in storybooks. I have never, and most witches will agree with me here, not that I'm looking for the agreement of witches, I have never in any coven, any group of, of Wiccans, witches, or anything, heard them use the term warlock. They don't. No. Men are witches too. That's the terminology they use. Anyone who says they were a warlock was not into witchcraft. They're also going to tell you if you ask them what coven they were a part of, they're going to say, oh, I was a solitary, which really means I just like to use this terminology for the shock value. I'm really just an emo kid. And that's the reality of it. That is that is the truth. This is the thing. I will, I will never use a Jack Chick tract because he lies. In the making of these tracks, they do these things. And they. Th here's the thing. In witchcraft, in Wicca, there is enough there to, to establish it as a, a false religion and an enemy of the cross. You don't have to add to it. So that, that, that's the first thing that, that tips me off that this guy's testimony is not real. It's not. And see, and, and here's the thing. I was... I, I claim to be a solitary too, because I didn't uh, until I realized and was introduced to real Wicca in Europe. I wasn't truly a Wiccan, but I did understand that. So moving on, his plunge into the dark side reached a boiling point on the night he sold his soul to the devil in a diabolical blood-soaked ritual. With renewed fervor and the mark of the beast now cut into his right arm, he actively recruited souls into this unholy kingdom, quote-unquote, haunting the bars and clubs of New York City by night to find his next 
victims. Again, um, I don't know any bloody rituals or uh, initiations into any. I mean, I was welcomed into a coven without any kind of initiation in Europe, uh, just based off of the the invitation of another witch. There, I mean, were there some things that went on at, during those coven meetings that were uh, abhorrent? Yeah. Um, debauchery? Yeah. There, there was some, some horrifying stuff that went on. Um, you know, sacrificing of animals and, and so on. Um, there was never any carving of, of marks of the beast and anything into that. Uh, but, but there was a lot of... Uh, Sexual immorality and um, gory, just debauchery. We'll, we'll leave it at that. John's life continued on this dark path until God intervened through a miraculous, larger-than-life dream, revealing himself for who he really is and literally snatching John back from the grips of hell. Many have come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ by John's real and true life testimony. He is a sought-out speaker by many who want to hear his involvement in the highest levels of the occult. Now he finally came out. People from all ethnic backgrounds dabble in the occult and fall victims to the satanic underworld and never see the way out. John Ramirez is one in a million who made it out. Okay, again, I was Wiccan and I got out with no, no, uh, you know, I, I left Wicca to go back to Mormonism and then I left Mormonism to go to Islam and then I went from Islam to, to God, drew me to himself to get saved. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of these things about people being led to Christ, millions or however they, they did they really say millions of people um, many have come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ well I mean I can give many I may have misread that so but we'll talk about what that looks like in some of the videos that I've seen with John Ramirez in them so but again he really kind of got his his leap into fame um, I'm assuming I, again I don't know if he was had a ministry before but a lot of these people get their um, their notoriety from Sid Roth, from the, the show It's Supernatural, which I don't even know if it's on TV anymore. Um, it might be on TBN or one of those channels, Daystar or something like that. I haven't seen it on TV, but I don't flip through the channels, but it's huge on YouTube. He's all over YouTube, uh, Sid Roth. So a lot of these people get to, to air out their, what I'm, I'm, I'm going to stand, uh, I'm, I hate to, I, I don't, I'm going to say it's a false testimony. Just because of the use of the term warlock and some of the things that are said in there. I don't believe this guy was, was truly a Wiccan. Uh, I've known some Satanists and stuff like that. I don't know that he was really uh, in any kind of satanic group. And I'm not giving credence to the satanic groups. They're enemies of the cross. They truly are. But to exaggerate... The, and it, uh, I was one who did these things. I was one who made these exaggerations, right? I made these claims having no real knowledge of them. And once I was introduced to the, the true underside of, of Wicca and, and so on, I was scared out of it. So, um, yeah, there you go. I, Anybody who claims to be Wiccan, there's a couple of things you have to ask. One, if they claim to be a warlock, if it's a dude, likely not true. Two, ask them what coven they belong to. If they say they're a solitary, likely not true. It's just like Christianity. You know, a solitary Christian is, is uh, 
weak and and endangered. Same thing with witches. They they find their safety in numbers. So, all that being said, this is this guy is. Uh, I've watched three or four videos of him between his own and Sid Roth videos. And really, again, this is what this guy is all about: is um, health and wealth. Uh, you know, the name it and claim it kind of stuff. Um, and one of the one of the things, and, and I don't know if it's the name of a book, but he talks about Satan's biggest weapon is fear. He gets people to fear, and then they they're you know, and it's this this whole Christianized version of the secret. You put out you know negative thoughts to the universe. Negative things happen to you if you're in fear. You know if you think you have cancer and you're going to die, well then it gets worse, and and you're not able to ex- exercise your faith in Christ, and so it's your fault that you get sick and you die. It's your fault that you can't be healed. When this guy prays for your healing, um, it's your fault that it doesn't work because you're filled with fear. Your faith isn't activated. All these things that they say that are so harmful and hurtful to people who are truly sick, who, who, who seek these people out because they've heard that they might be, receive healing from these people. And then when these charlatans are not able to perform the healings that they claim, they blame the person who's sick. Your faith isn't strong enough. Because it couldn't possibly be my faith that's not strong enough. I've done this millions and hundreds and thousands of times or whatever. It's your faith. It's blaming that person that, that they're not able to uh, be healed or any of those things. It, it is. It's literally a, a Christianized version of the secret. You speak it into the universe and it comes back to you. Right? And then um, again, there's the issue of the doctrine of election. How are we saved? Is it our own free will that we are saved or do we believe what Jesus says in the scripture that no man can come to me unless the father draws me? This whole accepting Jesus into your heart, that's not, that's not salvific, salvific language. We don't accept Jesus into our heart. Jesus is not a, a junior high school girl that is just waiting for you to pick up the phone and call him back because he needs you so much. Tozier said it, need is a creature word. God doesn't need us, but he saves us because he loves us and he draws him to himself. God chooses his bride. We don't choose him. He chooses us. He draws us. <clears throat> we may do the, the, the actions of repenting and, and those things, but God draws us to himself. And so when we hear these things, and again, the, the, the issue of many being led to Christ, if he's out there saying, you know, pray this prayer and, and ask Jesus into your heart, and then, you know, there's no sinner's prayer formula that is going to save you. Repentance and faith. Repentance meaning to change the way you think. So those are the things. And then again, of course, the whole issue of, of uh, going to hell and then being brought back and, and so on. It comes in, in the face of uh, scripture that says it's appointed once for man to die and then judgment. These, uh, you know, these uh, near-death experiences and things like that are truly just that. They're, they're dreams. They're, they're, you know, I don't believe that they're true. Because again, not all of them coincide with each other. They don't all collaborate. You know, somebody, some of these visions of heaven and hell are, are polar uh on polar differences, you know, I can't speak this day today. I'm having a real problem. 
I'm tired. It's it's late. So um, polarizing differences in their descriptions of what heaven and hell are. These people who supposedly have been there, and that does not jive with scripture. So again, all these things that this guy puts out there are what qualifies him or disqualifies him as a false teacher. He's disqualified. These people are out there and they're, they're preaching this stuff. They're, they're, they're drawing people in to themselves through lies, deception, deceit. Conmen, charlatans, call it what you will. But that is what these people do and John Ramirez is among them. You know, a huge following this guy has on the internet. Enormous amount of people who follow after him and just cling on every word. And a lot of it is not good. Not good theology, not solid theology. The hermeneutics are bad. All of the stuff that goes into these messages are not good. So this is, again, one of these men that we need to mark. Mark those who cause division. To avoid those who who preach false doctrines. And when we see them, like the dog whose master is attacked, when we see these people who are enemies of the cross, who attack God's truth... We bark, or at least I do. So there you go, guys. John Ramirez, our tip, false teacher of the week, episode 93. Thank you guys again for taking the time to watch. This is a good time to like the video at the end after you've seen it. If you didn't like it, I don't want you to, I, I don't want you to click dislike, but I do uh, want you to, if you like it, hit the like button, but I only want you to like it if you really did like it. Um, don't, don't lie for me. Um, if you didn't like it, I will take all the comments, questions, comments, snide remarks. Leave those in the comments down below. I will deal with them. I will address them as I need to. Um, like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Get all the stuff that I release here um, on the Evangelical Norm Network on YouTube. And hopefully the next time we do a recording, I have a better uh, control of my speaking capabilities and not as many mess ups so thanks again guys as always preach the gospel at all times use words they're necessary and until next time soli deo gloria